There you are, a new DM. You just finished your first session, and you couldn't feel better about it. Oh wait. Except as you look at the table, strewn with minis, dice, and all the leavings after a first game, you realize something. Sure, your players enjoyed the whiteboard and all the art that you laboriously worked on for them. Uh, however, there's a little lack of dimension to your table. You don't see any scrolls. You don't see any trees on the board. You certainly don't see any dungeons or dragons. And what are you there for anyway? Well, you decide something. Next time, you're going to fix it. You're going to have props. You're going to have scrolls to fill the entire table. You're going to have walls that you can rearrange to make many different types of dungeons. As you get excited over this new resolution, you realize, wait, you have a job. You have a family. You have friends. You have other hobbies. Where are you going to find one billion hours or conversely, $1 billion to make all of this happen. What do you do? Welcome to How to Be a Better DM. My name's Tanner Wayland, and I really appreciate you listening today. Uh, today's topic about homemade props in D&D and when to use them and what their purpose is, uh, we're going to get to that in a second, but I just want to talk a little bit about uh, how the podcast is going. Uh, honestly, we really appreciate all of you who are listening regularly. It really astounds us that we have anybody listening, and we really appreciate that. Uh, recently, we've been having a few guests on our podcasts, and honestly, it's been so great. Uh, we love talking with other passionate people uh, who care about uh, making people the best DMs they can be. Uh, and so, honestly, keep an eye out for those episodes. We plan on keeping those coming. Otherwise, we did have uh, our May uh, one-shot D&D session uh, in June <laughs> recently. I was sick uh, through uh, the end of May, so we had to push that back a bit. Uh, for anybody who missed that or who had to wait a bit, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, regardless, uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, we, I'm going to have the uh, link in the description of this episode where you can sign up uh, if you want to be on a future one shot if you're not in the next one uh, we'll definitely get you you know you're on the queue and we try and get to you pretty soon uh, other than that we do have our monthly newsletter uh, we're going to be uh, putting out one uh, here in the next week i believe uh, but we just try and have a little bit of you know how we're doing as podcasts some ideas uh, and just in general it's a great way to stay in touch um, but yeah, I'm going to also have a link in the description for where you can subscribe for that. Uh, otherwise, uh, definitely reach out to us on Instagram if you have any thoughts. Uh, we're always looking for, uh, for new topics um, or more guests who would also enjoy talking about it, about you know, D&D and DMing and everything uh, that's important to us. Uh, so honestly, uh, reach out to our Instagram. It's at uh, howtobeabetterdm. You know, just like the name, we got pretty lucky that way. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, um, let's just hop right into the topic. So, props. Uh, here's a question. Do you need props? Uh, the short answer is no, right? Uh, 
these are these games are typically uh, used in the imagination. And in fact, if you've ever listened to an a, a, an actual podcast where they play a D and D session, uh, I mean, you can get a lot out of that, even though you don't see a board, you don't see what they're using, um, you know, theater of the mind and all that. And so, with that in mind, what what do you do? Like, do you need props? No. Do they help? Uh, heck, yes, they do. <laughs> I think everybody remembers the first handout they got from uh, from an early DM in their life, right? Like they go into uh, an abandoned house and suddenly uh, your character in the game finds a note, which is, you know, normal. But then the DM pulls out an actual piece of paper. It looks rustic. It's got, you know, fraying around the edges or it's kind of, it's got that um, in the oven kind of look, right? Where the edges are kind of crackly and a little burnt. Um, I think everybody remembers that and everybody really got immersed. And, and that's the real point of a prop uh, in D&D, uh, whether that's, you know, terrain or, or a prop outside of that. What, I'm, I, what I really want to get across today is, you know, is that it is worth it to have props, but also you can't expect to have all the props you'd ever want, right? Uh, for example, some of the people listening to this uh, are like, oh, hey, Tanner, I'm good. I've been making props for years. I, you know, I know how to make everything from, you know, from a paper handout to an actual, uh, like, dragon mini that, you know, takes up a good quarter of the table that we're using. Um, you know, those people who know how to make an actual village just from scratch, whether that's from foam or actual wood or 3D printing, whatever it is, there's a lot of skilled people out there. And I realize that some of them are listening and they're, they're set. They figured it out. Uh, that's, I'm not, well, I'm partially talking to those people, uh, but I'm especially talking to the people who kind of look at props as if they're an all or nothing uh, thing where uh, you feel like you can't exactly get into making props um, because you want to make so many that it's just, you know, overwhelming. You'd like even the thought of it. Uh, and that's that's not where I want you to be. That's not where you should be if you want to, you know, enjoy D&D. &D. Uh, this is true of any kind of preparation, but any kind of preparation you make needs to be manageable. And so that's kind of where uh, my first... Uh, dive into it goes. Uh, in order to find out if making props is manageable, you need to first find out, it's kind of like a, like a math equation. Uh, your ability to make props is equal to time, uh, like time times your willingness. <laughs> uh, how much free time do you have or how much time are you willing to devote uh, to making props? And how excited or willing are you to make the prop? So for a lot of people, uh, like they will shell out money. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like they'll, they'll pay money to avoid having to spend the time on, on making, you know, on 3d printing walls or, uh, or getting, you know, little blocks of wood and painting them themselves to rearrange into various kinds of dungeons. That is uh, worth it to them, right? And if it's just about a money thing, it's like, hey, if you have enough money, you can technically just buy all of this. 
so why would you home make a prop then? Right? Like if you, you know, why not just buy it? Well, first off money, right? Some of the best props out there, the really cool ones, uh, those cost money. They're not free people on Etsy, uh, especially, but also, you know, other places, they take the time to make those and they charge accordingly. Uh, and so for you, uh, you're probably like, Hey, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on a few pieces that I'm going to maybe use, you know, who knows how often, like once or twice. And that's a valid point. Now it's also valid that they're charging that much. So what's the other option? You make it yourself. Um, and with that being said, like just huge, big old asterisk on this entire conversation. Uh, if you're worried about trying something new, like making props, it's okay. Expect to be a weird mixture of better than you thought, but also still bad <laughs> when you're getting started. And that's normal. That's true of every endeavor that people get into. And so what, what I'm really trying to say is don't let your inexper inexperience stop you from making props. Okay. It's not worth it uh, to let yourself be uh, inhibited just because of inexperience. Because uh, everybody, I'm telling you right now, uh, I have uh, watched a lot of creators, uh, especially on YouTube, who have shared what they do for their props. I, I did it. You know, I, I've done it before because I'm just very interested in the topic, but I've been re-familiarizing uh, myself uh, in order to prepare this pod, uh, this episode, rather. And honestly, a lot of those people, uh, they said that, hey, I, I started not too long ago or like a year ago, and this is what I do. And, and from my perspective, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, these people are incredible, <laughs> you know? Uh, they're doing something that I feel is out of my depth, but that's just because each of the different kinds of props you can make, uh, the different types of terrain, all of that seems new until, until until you do it enough, and then suddenly it's not new, and you're experienced. That's just how habit development goes. Uh, so moving on past that. Uh, so you decide to make homemade props because you don't want to spend too much money. Um now, here's the great thing about homemade props. Not only does it save you money, but you get to customize something uh, more than if you just went online and uh, just bought it, you know, from a, uh, essentially wholesale from, <laughs> from a person who makes uh, props for D&D. And so the reason why customization is so important kind of leads into the reason why props can be very effective when you get to customize a prop to the specific situation that your players are in, uh, whether it's like, hey, the prop that you give is an actual little badge that you give to the player who, in-game, got a badge from the city, from the mayor, um, for, you know, saving their town uh, from Basilisk or something similar, right? Uh, giving little mementos, little physical objects that represent what your players have done in the game suddenly takes it from uh, a mundane experience or an imaginative one and suddenly it becomes something for the history books and so that's why i really recommend that everybody try you know try their hand 
to some extent on customizing uh, homemade uh, props. So let's say that you even have enough money that, you know, I, I've talked in past podcasts, uh, episodes rather, that, uh, that I have used one of those tabletop TV screens, you know, with a glass uh, cover. And, and I've done that and I've really enjoyed it, obviously. But, but there's something special about making a prop. Uh, even if you have all the money in the world, if your player... Uh, if you give that uh, prop to them, then they're suddenly going to be like, oh my goodness, this person cares about me. They care about this campaign and they've made this thing for me. As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Calignos, where our characters, Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan, will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact N boom. That's P A C T N B O O N. Start listening today. You know, especially if people's love language is, you know, gift giving or gift receiving, <laughs> then basically every game of D D, you have a chance to just show that you care. So let, let's get into a little bit about what kinds of props you can do. Uh, as I was saying earlier, um, since making props is a matter of time and willingness, uh, I'm going to say right now you can't, or okay, you can, but you probably shouldn't make every kind of prop that you can think of. Uh, but then, like, for example, you could make props for every encounter that you make and every little piece of treasure and every arena or the piece of terrain uh, you could do that and some people have uh, in fact i've seen some games where the amount of customization is just off the charts uh, i don't know how they do it most of the time especially uh, if it's a podcast or something then you're like oh the, it's because they're making money so they can afford to make all that but but there's some people you know in their home games that do the same that is a special situation, a special case. <laughs> Don't feel like you need to match up to that. What you need to do is find out, and it's going to take some creativity, you're going to need to find out which props are going to have the most value impact on your players. And so with that being said, uh, my advice there uh, for, for prioritizing which props to make, uh, I would say put terrain second. You know, there's many different types of terrain. Like, for example, on uh, if you're doing Roll20, you know, you could spend all your time making separate tokens and everything. That's fine. You don't have to. You can just find a lot of that stuff online for free or for like a very small cost. Uh, at home, you kind of have a similar equivalent where it's like, you know, you certainly can do maps that you've hand drawn 
you could make separate little uh, little plates or little sections with actual terrain where you've got grass, you've put that down, you've made trees, you've made rocks, uh, and you know, you've essentially made it the entire terrain that they're going to be fighting on. You can do that. However, I'm going to say this right now, you're going to either do one of two things. You're going to reuse that same uh, thing a whole lot. I mean, hopefully you made it so you can rearrange it, but regardless, you're going to be using that same uh, terrain scape uh, for a lot of things. And so it might feel a little bit old. The other option of like continually making new terrain, that's, that's uh, unrealistic in most cases. Uh, so it's like, okay, what actually is going to be used the most? Uh, first off, if, it, if we are talking about terrain, I would say only make, uh, only homemade props or at least prioritize homemaking the props for uh, things that stand out or that are important. For example, if your players are doing an ocean adventure, taking the time, however laborious, to make a ship uh, that your little that your players' minis could actually be on, that would be you know time well spent. Because if you're going to be on that ship quite often, then wow, your players are going to be like, this is our home base, so to speak. So I think that something like that for a terrain or if they go and they're fighting, you know, after like five sessions, they've been in this dark forest and they reach this boss who is a giant tree, you know, taking the time to make that giant tree or, or maybe like even the treasure that the big boss has, uh, or, you know, the middle boss, whichever one you want to do, uh, just make sure that if you're going to do something that is reoccurring, like the different trains or treasures or anything like that only really focus on the ones that are recurring enough uh sorry i didn't mean recurring i i meant important enough that they uh that they warrant your time but terrain aside i would honestly say that most props should be non-terrain props uh at least for what you're focusing on which is things that players will appreciate the most. Uh, I mentioned handouts. Uh, so handouts are a classic example because it's, yeah, it takes time to make them, but because there's something that a player holds and they interact with, they read it uh, or they look it over if it's not something that you read. If you take the time to do those because a player interacts with it so personally, that kind of play, uh, that kind of prop is high value um other ones that i think are worthwhile uh, if players if you do some kind of inspiration system uh, or hero point system or whatever you want to call it where okay they did something awesome they get a uh, an inspiration point and they get to roll advantage on whatever role they'd want uh, if you actually took the time to you know some people use bottle caps some people use uh like an actual little um uh, gold coin or who knows what you want to do uh, they use those as a way to be like hey this thing that you did has an actual weight to it it's not just a, a random roll again thing it's like hey i give it to you you give it back once you use it uh, that's high value because players are doing it often uh, some people have even and i saw uh, quite a few tutorials for this 
uh, on YouTube if you want if you want to see it. A lot of people for potions because potions are always you know they're in limited quantity. Uh, it often feels like some people will actually make a bunch of little potions in little vials or flasks, uh, fake ones obviously, <laughs> uh, just that you aren't supposed to drink. But they'll make those little potions and give it to players when whenever they buy them. And then, of course, the players use them and, and give them back. Things like that where it's a give-take uh, or that a player holds on to, those can all be very meaningful. You may be asking yourself, how do I get more out of how to be a better DM? You probably want even more tips, more entertainment, or perhaps just exclusive access to a secret society of people bent on ruling the world? Well, we don't actually have desires to rule the world, but it does sound like what you want and what you need is to join our Patreon. You'll get access to our private Discord, which will give you direct access to all the hosts of this show, as well as our other Dungeon Masters who are just like you. You'll also be able to make fan requests for How to Be a Better DM. And lastly, you just help support the show so we can give you ever better content. If you want to join the Patreon, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash startadventure and join our Patreon today. Uh, and so uh, just to wrap this up, I think that there's a lot of different kinds of props that you can make. Uh, I'm not going to uh, tell you all the different types. I will say that there's many different levels of quality. Uh, for example, for boss uh, minis, uh, while I mentioned, hey, you can make this cool, really cool tree. I, I had a cousin who actually, for his boss encounter, he took a little squeaky toy octopus uh, that his, uh, you know, his toddler would play with. And he just slammed it down in the middle of, of our players on the whiteboard. Of course, being careful not to disturb anything. <laughs> but he just slammed it down and was like, okay, here's the boss. And it was actually an octopus. He, he essentially found something at home and wrote, uh, homebrewed, a, a monster, a boss monster based, based off of that. And, and we thought that was hilarious. Uh, it was also, you know, it worked because it was much bigger than our minis. And I thought that was great. So you can honestly do something very simple like that. Uh, you could go to a super cheap store, especially uh, anyone that's uh, like secondhand stores, because you know how those are. They have a billion toys that no one's ever going to play with. You could use any number of those things very cheaply <laughs> uh, to add to your, uh, your props. Um, on the other hand, you can go, you know, a little bit simpler, uh, not simpler, but a little bit more, uh, like homemade, uh, but still simple. For example, uh, one person recommended, and he showed it in, uh, in a video and I've seen a few friends do this, something similar. Uh, but he, he took some Jenga blocks. Uh, you know, Jenga, right? It's that game where you put the, uh, the kind of, I'm trying to decide the shape for them, but I don't know. The, essentially blocks like a rectangle uh, or like cubes that are elongated, just stacked on top of each other. And you try and uh, try and take them and then, you know, stack them on top and it keeps going until it crashes. We, we all know Jenga and I just butchered how to describe it. <laughs> Regardless, 
so he took the Jenga blocks and he actually used those as uh, makeshift walls. He painted them. He actually used little cubes of uh, of cardboard that he glued onto them and then he painted over that so it had kind of had dimensions to it but also like color and and then that made it so he could re uh he could reshape his dungeons however he wanted uh, and technically he could even repaint those however however often he needed and, and so with that being said i think there's a lot of options that you can do um if anybody did a lot of crafts when you were a kid think like that you don't have to do crazy intense homemade props um if you're trying to just do simple you know you could honestly take the uh the tube of some used up toilet paper and that is about half of the way to a good looking tower <laughs> that's all i'm saying uh, i i'm not saying that you have to stay at that level I think as you get more experienced, you can certainly use higher quality materials, get a little bit more in depth, um, and make more aesthetically uh, and quality-wise better pieces. But you don't have to start there. You can start very simple. And for any specific ideas that you have, I'm just gonna I'm gonna point you to the internet and let you go crazy because there's so many things that you can look for. Uh, YouTube is a classic one because you can actually see how they make uh, the props there. Uh, but otherwise, if you just Google um, or whatever search engine you use, no judgment here. Uh, if you just uh, search for a specific prop idea, there are definitely, and I mean absolutely, going to be tutorials for that. Um, and if it's something that you've, you know, you've thought of yourself, uh, do try and trial and error, right? Using cheap materials so that you're not spending too much. And, and I can promise you glue, paint, and, and maybe like a knife can get you pretty far with most, uh, with most props. Um, but yeah, the, sorry, I kind of went over a lot of things regarding props, uh, because it's a very complicated issue, a very complicated topic. Um, but I do want to just get it in your mind that, hey, rethink your prop game. Uh, if you're not doing it, uh, do it more. If you are doing it, make sure you're spending time on the on the props that matter, the ones that the players are going to be interacting with uh, the most. And And other than that, I know you'll do great. I expect to see many pictures uh hopefully email to us or just share it on instagram of props that you've decided to add to your game so go make some props and roll initiative